KYW Original Podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. Well, they say there's no rest for the wicked, and apparently that also extends to global virus pandemics. Con artists are popping up just about everywhere, trying to profit off of COVID-19. This is Bill McSwain, the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. The type of fraud that we're seeing is really only limited by your imagination. All kinds of different fraud scams that fraudsters are trying to use to take advantage of people's fear and their worry about the coronavirus pandemic. For example, there have been reports of fraudsters trying to sell fake cures to people. That particular scam might be the least subtle way people are getting conned right now, but it's far from the only way. Here at Chris and Johansson talked to U.S. Attorney McSwain about the Fed sounding the alarm. Kristen, thanks for the time. Of course. So what kind of scams are they seeing right now? There's actually one in our area that's kind of disturbing. There was a Villanova student who uh, tried to send her family in Hong Kong face masks when she got a call from a group claiming to be with the Chinese government. They were threatening her, apparently, and then also tried to convince her to wire them money. Now, we're um, trying to rectify that situation, but it is a cautionary tale for others. You have to be very careful about any sort of unsolicited communication that you get from somebody by any means, whether it's over the phone, whether it's over the email, or even if it's in person. Bill McSwain just used this as an example of how con artists are trying to profit off of the coronavirus. Now, there was another case that he said happened in Texas where the Department of Justice actually uh, shut down a website. They got a court order to shut down that website. And basically they were trying to sell or they said that they were selling a COVID-19 cure. They would call people and have them give credit card information for shipping it out to uh, whoever wanted these so-called cures. Of course, we know there is no cure for COVID-19 or the coronavirus, but uh, he says that these things are popping up all over the place. There have also been reports of scams having to do with people trying to cancel airline tickets and inappropriate requests for credit card information. There have been examples of malware being installed on people's computers if they click on a link that they shouldn't be clicking on from an unverified source. We, we've seen examples like the fake cures and the fake vaccines, like I already mentioned. Right now, they actually also have a coronavirus coordinator um, that they've set up in each one of the districts, the federal districts. So there's somebody kind of tracking all of these different frauds and schemes to make sure that this doesn't really get out of hand and also to make sure that there's some communication web, you could call it, throughout America that if, you know, something's happening here or if it's something happening in Texas, that the other districts know about it. So he mentioned phone scams and other scams that are that are being run online. There's not one way that, that people are trying to get one over. These are These are pretty varied. Yeah, they are. And and he says that, you know, the number one group, obviously, that um, is being targeted here is the senior citizens. Well, seniors, of course, are a vulnerable population. In general, they're a vulnerable population. But when it comes to the coronavirus, they're particularly vulnerable because, first of all, as we all know, they're susceptible to the virus. The virus can have a, a very negative impact on them, which makes them more susceptible to coronavirus-related scams. 
because they're anxious about the virus. He's really concerned, and as I think all the prosecutors are, uh, with the different scams, the Internet scams, phishing email scams, and also phone scams. It's a generational thing where seniors tend to pick up the phone. Uh, younger people don't answer their phone uh, necessarily. And so seniors are more likely to pick up a phone if you're talking about a telephonic scam and get roped into doing things uh, where fraudsters can prey upon them, like wiring money or mailing money or sending money to someone for some fake cure or, or fake vaccine. But they're just trying any way now to get information. Uh, so he really wants to put something out to just generally the public that they're taking this, they're seeing this, and they're going to be attacking it and making sure that people are charged for doing this. Yeah, I didn't even really think about that. Um, they say that seniors are more more susceptible to scams, and I guess they're also more susceptible to, to coronavirus, and you put those things together, it's not a great combination. No, and they're also very anxious about it. I mean, you know, my grandparents, for example, my grandmothers are very concerned. They're canceling appointments and, and doing whatever they can to stay indoors. Uh, I live in a building and it's the same way here where you see a lot of the older people a little more. They don't really want to go outside. They're asking other people to pick up groceries for them. We know that that's a very vulnerable group, just generally speaking. And then on top of this, you know, it's it's almost fear mongering, it sounds like, from what McSwain's ex- explaining to us. Um where con artists are trying to target them because they're so vulnerable. And it's just it's just insult to injury, and especially in a time when, you know, the country and the world really is in crisis. So l- let's say uh, someone listening has been a victim of, of a coronavirus scam. You know, that's, that's not necessarily an easy thing to admit, but what can someone do? Who, who do they call? Do, do they go online? Well, the feds actually have set up um, a national hotline. It's a... Uh, We'll put it on our website too, but it's one eight six six seven two zero five seven two one, and then there's a, an email which is disaster at leo dot gov. You can email or forward like a scam email, um, but they've set up this hotline because they want to track this. They know that the con artists, this is like an opportune time for them to, um, you know, try and get money or try and uh, prey upon people, and so um, they urge anybody that if they you know, get something that's maybe a little bit suspicious to give them a call, let them know about it. um, And so they can track it down. Chris, anything else Bill McSwain said that you think is important enough to get out to people? Well, he said that the one other thing that they're that they're looking at, but it, it isn't really necessarily in their purview exactly. But price gouging is obviously something that government officials just generally are very nervous about. um, And they're they're tracking. Uh, they see people that have hoarded maybe supplies like face masks or toilet paper, trying to resell them at a high price. Um, but they are. it's going to be looked at by both state and local prosecutors. And McSwain says that they're working with both those state and local prosecutors to make sure that people are not trying to sell these uh, supplies for some high price when other people can't even get them, especially those N95 masks. That's something that I know that uh, the attorney general has also talked about, um, the state attorney general. So they're constantly in communication, even though a lot of people are working from home. They are in communication. They are investigating these um, schemes and then also looking at price gouging. Chris and Jansen, thanks so much for making the time and coming on KYW in depth. I appreciate it. Oh, of course, Tom. Stay safe. How's Min's the kitty doing with working at home? Okay. Min's the kitty's okay. She's the, a really bad coworker, though. <laughs> What's she doing now? 
What do you think? <laughs> Napping. Sitting on your computer. She always sleeps on the job. She never gets anything done. <laughs> All right, KJ, I'll check back in with you later. Okay, bye. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. I'm Tom Rickert, and we'll be back with another episode soon. 